Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Are you going through menopause or perimenopause? It can be a struggle to find comfort in your body with night sweats, hot flashes, and so many other uncomfortable symptoms. Hormone Harmony is a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause created by Happy Mammoth. They are dedicated to making women's lives easier using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout women's lives. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CHAT at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code CHAT for 15% off today. Therapy Chat Podcast, episode 311. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. Thank you to Sunset Lake CBD for sponsoring this week's episode. Use promo code CHAT for 20% off your entire order at sunsetlakecbd.com. Sunset Lake CBD is a farmer-owned small business that shifts craft CBD products directly from their farm outside of Burlington, Vermont to your door. Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. They offer tinctures, edibles, salves, and coffee designed to help with sleep, stress, and sore muscles. Sunset Lake CBD customers support regenerative agriculture that preserves the health of the land and creates meaningful employment in the community. Farm workers are paid a living wage and employees own the majority of the company. Remember, use promo code CHAT to get 20% off your entire order at sunsetlakecbd.com. Hey everyone, it's me, Laura Reagan. Just wanted to make sure that you know about what I've got going on this summer. I don't think I've really talked about it much here, which is silly, but in case you didn't hear, I did start a second podcast called Trauma Chat which is really for anyone who wants to understand what trauma is and how it shows up in our lives. As you've heard me say, if you've listened to this show, I've 
mentioned a million times that people tend to think that trauma is something that happens to someone else, something horrific and unthinkable, unspeakable. And that is true. Trauma is that. But it's also experiences that are very commonly shared among many of us, most of us. On Trauma Chat, I break down what trauma is in hopefully understandable language that's not stigmatizing. I know I couldn't have possibly captured every thought there is about trauma and every aspect of trauma and how it shows up, but I hope that trauma chat will be helpful to people who really don't understand what trauma is and maybe wondering, do I have trauma, you know, or wanting to better understand what someone they care about is going through. And most importantly, how to get help if you have experienced trauma, what to look for, how to describe your experiences or how to find the words that, that name what you've been through so that you can then connect with whatever type of resource support, whether it's therapy or a podcast that you'd like to listen to, to learn more about it or an article, another website. This is my hope in creating Trauma Chat. And the second part of that is the new Trauma Therapist Network community that I'm creating. It's unbelievable to say this because I've been laboring behind the scenes to bring this to you for a long time. Starting in around 2018 is when I first had the idea and then the process of getting from there to here has been slow and with many twists and turns. But I'm creating a community for people who have experienced trauma to find help for trauma therapists to find other trauma therapists to network with and refer to and gather and collaborate and share ideas and hopefully come together in person in in gatherings that I don't know if they'll be able to happen in 2021, but maybe by 2022, we can have in-person gatherings of trauma therapists to provide support to one another and combat the isolation of trauma work. Even if you work in a large agency or group practice, trauma work is so isolating. It's just part of the nature of it. And connecting with other people who get it is so valuable. The participants in my trauma therapist consult groups share how useful they find them to be because we're in our offices doing our work and then we go home and it can be really hard to receive the same kind of support that you give to your clients. So I hope that Trauma Therapist Network will be a useful resource for you, whether you are someone who's trying to find more information about trauma or if you are a trauma therapist yourself. To learn more, please go to traumatherapistnetwork.com. The website is not live yet as of June 28th when I'm recording this, but it will be live by August 1st if all goes well. And hopefully there may be even a soft launch before that, a beta version. So please go to traumatherapistnetwork.com where you can find a free download and sign up to be notified as soon as it officially goes live. Whether you are a therapist or just someone who wants to learn more about trauma, there's a download there for you, <laughs> different ones for each group. And I hope that this resource that I've really created from the heart will bring healing to more people. 
I really want people who have experienced trauma to be able to find the right kind of support. And that's why I created the Trauma Therapist Network. I hope you will join me there. Like I said, you can get more information by going to www.traumatherapistnetwork.com where you can sign up to be notified as soon as the official website goes live, which will be in August of 2021. If you're hearing this after August 2021, go there and hopefully you will find the site and you'll see everything that it has to offer. I cannot wait. This is such a labor of love, something that I've really poured my heart into and I'm just so excited for you to see it. Thank you so much for your support. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan. Today, as we are recovering from the holidays and getting to think towards a new year, I'm bringing you a replay episode, my interview with Dr. Kristen Neff, the researcher who is responsible for making self-compassion a household name. And Kristen was my guest about 40 episodes back, 30 episodes back on episode 283. And she talked about fierce self-compassion, which is in contrast to the type of self-compassion she taught us about initially, we call, she calls gentle self-compassion. So gentle self-compassion is the yin and fierce self-compassion is the yang. And we need both. So she explains this. And I think This is an apt conversation to revisit as we move through the holidays and into the new year and we're thinking about how we want to show up in life. So I hope you will enjoy this as much as I enjoyed interviewing her. Last reminder for 2021, haha, that if you're a therapist who specializes in trauma or if you work with trauma survivors, hint, trauma survivors make up a huge portion of clinical population. So even if you don't think you work with trauma survivors, you probably do. But if you have the specialized skills to work with trauma survivors so that you can help them heal, consider joining Trauma Therapist Network. We have a directory where people can go to find a trauma therapist and the offerings are increasing, but the price won't for founding members. So if you lock your price in right now, or before February 1st, 2021, you can subscribe as a founding member for $33 a month to the Trauma Therapist Directory, which is on Trauma Therapist Network. Of course, the network is free for anyone who wants to get information, but for a therapist to have a listing, it's $33 a month. And the price is going up February 1st, starting March 1st. There will be weekly content updates for all members, including those who join after February 1st at the higher price. Everyone who joins will get access to all of the past content that has been posted weekly just for therapists. And this includes trainings, consultation calls, and we'll still have our community calls once a quarter as well. So I'm really excited to bring all of this to you. If you're a trauma therapist, please do consider joining at traumatherapistnetwork.com. Happy New Year to you all, and I'll catch you in 2022. My guest today is Dr. Kristen Neff. Kristen, thank you so much for being my guest on Therapy Chat today. I'm happy to be here, Laura. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm so happy to. And can we just start off by you telling our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? 
Yeah. So uh, my son calls me the self-compassion lady. So I'm, so I'm the self-compassion lady, right? So I started researching. Well, I'm a I'm an associate professor at the University of Texas at Austin. So I'm a researcher. And for almost the past 20 years, I've been researching self-compassion in particular. And then about the last 10 years, I've been developing ways to teach people how to become more self-compassionate. Uh, so that's really what I do. I research and I teach self-compassion. Yes. And I'm so, I just want to acknowledge what a difference you're making in the world by doing this, because, uh, you know, I know for me, it's really changed my life. And I know so many people, my clients, my family members, my husband said, if you get a chance, tell her I love her work. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's give the audience, would you please tell people a little bit about really what is self-compassion for anyone who hasn't heard of it? Yeah. So self-compassion is really, you know, quite simply compassion turned inward. So if we think of what compassion is compassion is concern for the alleviation of suffering, right? It's the, um, this kind of sense of, I care, I want to help in some way. And so we quite naturally do that for others. And I think it, it, we evolved to be compassionate to others, because if we did that, you know, we, our DNA passed on or to, our, to our kids who survived, but it's not so natural to do it for ourselves. And so what self-compassion is quite simply is just doing that U-turn and giving ourselves the same kindness, care, warmth, support that we naturally give to those we care about. Yeah. And, and what I've experienced myself is that when I give myself more compassion, I have more compassion for others. So, you know, it's easier to care for other people and understand what drives their behavior when I'm giving myself more compassion. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it's actually doesn't appear to be true empirically that you have to have self-compassion before you give compassion to others, because a lot of people are actually truly compassionate to others, really kind and caring to others and aren't good to themselves. But what we find is when you increase in self-compassion, not only does it increase your ability to give to others, but really importantly, it allows you to sustain giving to others without burning out. So it provides more resources to be able to be compassionate and caring toward others. That's so important in the helping professions, which, you know, many people listening are therapists. And yeah, so one of the things that I'm really curious about in this new fierce self-compassion paradigm is you talk about harnessing kindness to speak up, claim your power and thrive. So can you talk about how fierce self-compassion is different? Yeah, so there are different ways to alleviate suffering, right? So one way is what I like to call tender self-compassion. And this is really all about unconditional self-acceptance, right? So we accept that we're imperfect. Um, you know, we, we care for ourselves anyway. It's very different than self-esteem. It's kind of an unconditional sense of self-worth. It's more of a gentle, tender, nurturing energy. Um, But to alleviate our suffering, you know, although we need to accept ourselves, we don't want to accept all our behaviors. If our behaviors are unhealthy, it's not compassionate to accept those. And we also don't want to accept all our situations. You know, if if we're in a toxic relationship or really unhealthy work situation, it's actually not compassionate just to let that slide. Right. So so if we really care about ourselves, we're going to do whatever we can to change our behaviors under situations so that we, we suffer less, right? And I like to call this the fierce side of self-compassion. It's really the action-oriented side of compassion. 
And there's three main ways that it manifests. There, there are probably more, but at least three that I've um, developed. One is a self-protection, right? So drawing boundaries, saying no, even getting angry when necessary to protect ourselves, to speak up, to stand up for ourselves. That's a really important part of self-compassion. Uh, also providing for our needs, right? Instead of just always saying yes to others, you know, yes, I'll do what you want. Actually saying, you know, my needs count too. And I'm going to take action. I'm going to spend time and energy and maybe even money if I need to, to actually meet my own needs. In other words, I count too. And then finally motivating change. Actually, the biggest barrier to self-compassion is people think will undermine their motivation. It's because they don't understand fierce self-compassion, right? Part of, care, part of caring for yourself is reaching your goals, learning from your mistakes. But the thing is you do it not out of a sense of insufficiency, like beating yourself up if you fail or thinking I am a failure if I fail. No, you aren't a failure. You can still tenderly, unconditionally accept yourself for failing. And yet part of being compassionate is saying, but what can I learn from this failure? How can I do better next time? Because I care about myself and doing it with encouragement as opposed to harsh self-judgment. So this is really a fierce and tender self-compassion. And, and I wrote the book for women primarily just because, I mean, we need both, right? It's like yin and yang. We need both to balance both energies to be healthy and whole. The traditional gender role socialization interferes with the inability to find balance. So for men, it actually, it makes it hard for men to be tender toward themselves. I mean, boys are called names that they're too sensitive or tender. And that really harms men because it cuts them off from this really efficient source of coping and resilience, which is unconditional self-acceptance. Um, and, but for women, it's the opposite, right? Women are allowed to be tender, at least to others, not themselves, but they aren't allowed to be fierce, right? They aren't allowed to be too competent or too agentic or too angry. And that harms women because it actually disempowers them. And it means they're always saying yes to others. And a lot of women have issues, you know, getting angry because people don't like angry women or even too competent. People don't like competent women. Um, and so it's, it's so, you know, both men and women need to be in the center, but the way they're off balance is a little bit different depending on how you've been socialized. So that's why I wrote my book for women in particular, but anyone can benefit from tender and fierce self-compassion. Yeah. And you mentioned that yin and yang, and I've heard you use that before talking about self-compassion, but can you explain what that is for anyone who's listening and doesn't know? Yeah. So yin and yang, I mean, it comes from Chinese philosophy. Everyone's seen the symbol dark and light and they kind of form a non-dualism at their core. They're, they're kind of interrelated. So yin is traditionally more of a soft, yielding, gentle energy of life. And yang is more of a, you know, hard, active, action-oriented, powerful energy of life. And from the perspective of Chinese philosophy, you need both, and they need to be in balance and integrated. And yin and yang map on really closely to fierce and tender self-compassion, right? So fierce is more the yang energy, uh, yin is more of the um, tender energy. And again, even though we, we kind of intuitively know we need both to be healthy and whole, because we've gendered these things, we've actually made it almost impossible for people to be healthy and whole by saying you can only really develop and express one side of this, um, you know, uh, duality. So uh, that's really what the book is about. It's trying to help people find that balance. That's beautiful. And I think the timing is perfect for this because we're in this time where people are saying the way things have been is not working. Yeah. A lot of people have been disempowered by our culture, yes. women and many marginalized groups. And, yes. 
you know, it's like, we can't just say, oh, that's okay. I understand you're human. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. No, absolutely. I mean, one of the criticisms, I don't know if it's fair or not, but one of the criticisms of the mindfulness and compassion movement, which is happening, is that, well, yeah, it's all very well for you to be happy and healthy on your meditation cushion. But meanwhile, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, right? What are you doing about it? And so, and again, that's, that would be imbalanced, right? So too much, too much acceptance and tenderness without enough fierceness becomes complacency. And that's not good. You know, we, we need to make change. We need to stand up. We need to speak up. On the other hand, too much fierceness, if it's all about like do, 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 in some ways our world, that's, that's the problem in the world so far is like exploding resources and doing and achieving with no tender acceptance, that's not healthy either. So we, we really do need to attain balance. Um, and to do that, I think we are going to have to confront things like patriarchy, you know, the systems that exist because the systems in place benefit some people more than others, right? Basically benefit white men, or, you know, can we just say it out loud? Um, yeah. Benefit men, benefit people in power. And so in a way, it's kind of, it was, I had a lot of fun writing the book because, you know, the personal is political, right? Yeah. So it, getting comfort, comfortable with your anger, with your fierceness, with being self-assertive, all those things in yourself also gives you the ability to change the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I feel that so much with um, the protest movements that have been happening over the past year in particular. Um, But, you know, but obviously much longer than that, too. I mean, if you look at Martin Luther King or Gandhi, the way that the way they advocated for social change with compassion, they were all about the balance of yin and yang, you know, fierceness and tenderness, and they were incredibly effective movements. And so, I, you know, I didn't, obviously I didn't come up with this idea. <laughs> it's not a new idea that it needs to be spoken about over and over again, because I think it really is the only way forward. Hey, everybody. I wanted to take a quick minute to tell you about my experience with Sunset Lake CBD. I first tried CBD when my integrative doctor recommended it for chronic neck pain and tension that tends to wake me up at night. I really like Sunset Lake CBD's products. The full-spectrum CBD tincture is mild-tasting compared to others I've tried, and I find it works quickly. It doesn't feel sedating, but it does have a pleasant calming effect. And I also like the CBD gummies. They taste good and they work well. So if you're looking for a craft CBD product that comes directly from a farm outside Burlington, Vermont, that's a producer for Ben & Jerry's ice cream, you're going to want to check out Sunset Lake CBD. And remember, Therapy Chat listeners get 20% off using the promo code CHAT. So go to sunsetlakecbd.com and use the promo code CHAT. Yeah, and you see the the culture tries to squash dissent, even as yeah. we have freedom of speech and freedom of assembly. But, yes. you know, it's it's there's a whole narrative about destruction that isn't really as destructive as it's being portrayed. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways that voices are trying, are being disempowered and being disenfranchised. And a lot of these are internalized voices, right? And so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, you know, there's there's a lot of disenfranchised people like this internalized racism and stuff. But so my book, I don't really go into that as much as I talk about like the sexism. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, traditional gender roles, socialization, 
is internalized sexism because women are taught that they aren't powerful, that they aren't allowed to get angry, that, you know, people don't like them if they're too competent. I mean, the, the research literature is really horrible. If you look at it, you look two exact same resumes, exact same qualifications, school and everything. People assume that the resume with the name Steve on it, as opposed to Susan, that Steve is more competent and he should be paid more money, he's a better leader. You know, this isn't conscious. If you ask people who's more competent, nowadays people actually say they think women are probably more competent. But unconsciously, all these stereotypes have been internalized. I mean, women do it to other women as well unconsciously. And that's why unpacking this and really making it conscious and consciously developing this fear side is important. And here's the thing. Um, it's true that people may not like us quite as much. If we're fierce and we stand up for ourselves and we stop saying yes to everything people want, they may like, I don't know, I liked her better before when she was totally compliant. And so part of what self-compassion gives you is it makes you less dependent on other people's approval. And not that you want to be rude or mean or anything, but you know, it's like, well, actually my approval comes from myself. I don't need to like subordinate myself to you just so that you'll like me, whether it's a husband or, you know, work or what, whatever it is. Uh, it really gives you a lot of power, self-compassion. I like, to, I like to joke that it's a superpower. It's in our back pocket. We don't even know it's here. Um, it, it's just like a, a moment away, <laughs> treating yourself like you would treat a, someone you really cared about. And the other metaphor I like to use really resonates with women, but again, it's for all people. It's tender self-compassion, maybe metaphorically like mother, the you know, ideal, gentle, nurturing, accepting energy. And fierce self-compassion is like mama bear, fierce mama bear. You know, if you want to see someone fierce, you you try to attack mama bear's cubs, you know, you'll you'll be you'll be awe, you'll be in awe of the power there. And we all have that inside of us, you know, and sometimes it comes out with our children. It's allowed to come out in that context. So that's why I talk about harnessing kindness, harnessing that fierce, protective, loving, caring energy that we can show to our children or people we really love and making that U-turn and using it for ourselves. That's what seems so complicated because the the mama bear idea, it is culturally sanctioned and encouraged you yeah. fight for your children you do anything you have to do yeah. if bus is coming towards your children you step in front of that bus and stop yeah. it you know yeah. but um how do we do that for ourselves like that is so socially out of out of line you know to to be like no and yeah well that's not okay with me and things like I mean, that self-compassion is a practice right it's a practice so you know you know in the mindful self-compassion program we've developed a lot of exercises and meditations and in the book i've adapted a lot of those specifically to develop more the fierce quality of self-compassion so it's something you need to do consciously and practice it and the nice thing is you'll probably get it wrong and then you can use the tender self-compassion. It's okay to get it wrong. You know, everyone gets it wrong. So I'm going to keep on trying, right? Um, and it is, it is a path. It's a process. It's not like you get there. It's not like you ever arrive at some destination and you've got it all together. You'll continually get it wrong. But it's a really way of orienting toward life and having access to both our fierce and tender energy. It's going to help us be stronger, more capable, um, get through the difficult situations more easily. 
You know, it's, it's and again, it, it's not rocket science. That's the thing. It's not it's not even as complicated as meditation or maybe you want to like quiet the mind and all that. We have access to it more easily with that that feeling of caring concern. So once we practice giving that to ourselves, then it starts to become more natural, even things like standing up for ourselves and being willing to take risks because it, it is scary when you stand up for yourself. But when you when the bottom line is, you know, if the person rejects me, it's going to be okay because I'm there for myself. It gives you a lot of power to take more risks. Yeah, yeah, I, I that makes sense to me because obviously mindful self compassion, the tender side that we're more used to, isn't just something you you try one time and then you've got it and it's all figured out. Yeah, yeah, it it is a practice. It is a practice, um, and it, and it's continual. On the other hand, it's, it's actually, it's easy as just relating to yourself like a friend in that moment. Again, you know, so in, in a way it, it, it's a practice, but it's not a difficult practice. Um, it's just it's something you need to choose to do. It's really about giving yourself permission. Um, and then once you give yourself permission, it's not that hard. Now, for some people, it's more challenging, like depending on early family history, right? So it can be scary, more traumatic. And that's why Therapy is so um, important. In fact, I, what the research seems to be suggesting is what makes good therapy is a therapist who helps their client have more self-compassion. Even if they don't use that word, even if they don't like do exercises, what you're trying to do is get get the client, help the client be more healthy outside of the office, right? Which is really self-compassion. And so that is naturally what therapists do. Um, but when it's explicit, so the therapist helps the client do it explicitly, then it makes it even more portable, that therapy, when, when the client is on their own. But, you know, for some people, it does really help to have a helping hand, especially if there's early family trauma, things like that. Um, you know, some people need to go a little more slowly than others, take baby steps, but it can be done. I mean, that's, that's what the research shows. Even people with really complex trauma, they can learn more self-compassion. Yeah. And I've seen it myself. And, you know, I think something that you're bringing to mind when you say that is that I know with my clients and I've experienced it myself too, where doing mindful self-compassion practices because I'm feeling a lot and then suddenly the feeling gets like bigger, yeah. kind of feels worse all of a sudden. I'm like, oh no, that's not what, <laughs> that's yeah, not yeah. what I'm going for. Or clients will say, oh no, did I do it wrong? Is it, yeah, yeah. you know, why am I now having all these negative thoughts about myself? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's natural. We actually have a term for it. Chris Germer, my colleague came up with this term, he calls it backdraft, right? Yeah. Which is like a house on fire. If you just fling open the doors of a house and the fresh air run, rushes in, it's going to ignite with the fire, the flames inside and may, 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 you know, spew out really powerfully. And, you know, many of us, the way we've gotten through life is closing the doors of our heart. Yeah. We had to, to survive. And then you start opening the doors of your heart and all this stuff comes out that you had shoved down in there. Um, and it's actually a good sign. We want it to come out, right? Because it's affecting you, even if you aren't feeling it, even if you're numb to it. But if possible, and the reason firefighters have those picks is they poke holes around the perimeter of the house, like to let the air more slowly. That's what we want to do. We want to practice self-compassion in a way that's compassionate. And that sometimes means going more slowly, you know, putting your toe in and taking it out and, you know, do, um, distracting yourself if it gets overwhelming, grounding your feet in the floor, really stabilizing yourself. Sometimes you put the stuff in the drawer to come back to later, you know, mentally, because it's just too much right now. All those techniques, which therapists do to help 
you know, if traumatic memories come up or disassociation comes up, you, you do need to be aware, especially if you're a therapist, to be aware of those techniques because backdraft is natural. It's actually to be expected. It's a good sign. You don't want to overwhelm people, but it also doesn't mean that you have to like say, well, then that's just too hard for that person. To ever, they have no hope of ever being kind to themselves because of their history. That's not the case because someone just needs to maybe go a little more slowly. But I found once you tell people about backdraft, they're like, oh, that makes sense. And then they can have a better relationship with the backdraft even. You know, once people once people realize it doesn't mean they're doing it wrong, it means they're doing it right. Yeah. It really seems to help. It does. And I'll say for me, when that happened with me, uh one particular time I stopped what I was doing, started making a grocery list, which brought me back to like, you know, analytical thinking and out of my emotions. But then I went straight to my therapist as soon as I could. And we started working with it. And it actually gave me an opportunity to address and begin healing something that I hadn't known was affecting me. So that's actually, that's what we want, right? You can never heal what you don't know is there. You can't heal it. You can't feel it. Yes. Right. Yeah. So um, I think another point that I would love for you to talk about a little, if you can, is, you know, you said like the imbalance of yin and yang and and self-compassion and how, well, something you said that I saw on your website was tenderness without fierceness can become complacency, but fierceness without tenderness can become force and aggression. Yeah. Um, so is, do you address that in your book? Like how to work with that? My entire, I almost feel like I'm ad nauseum. <laughs> That's <laughs> the whole book. But, but you have to say it over and over again, because any point you make, is like, because you have to be careful that you don't take it too extreme. You know, you do need the balance. So yeah, so I, I have practices, like I have a breathing yin and yang meditation where you actually balance the energies, all the practices which evoke this fierce energy I usually end with the bringing in intentionally the more tender energy to allow them to merge and mingle and integrate. So you do have to be intentional about it. Um, And that's what I really tried to do in the book is help people find concrete ways to do that. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I think one of the things that works really well in the way you teach mindful self-compassion, just so, you know, for feedback for what it's worth is that the, the concrete exercises sometimes it's a writing prompt or sometimes it's like how would you treat a friend and things like that it it kind of brings it to where you can kind of be like an observer a little bit and and a little less close to it so you can really think through it yeah 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 so we tried to do (laughs) well I'm personally waiting for my copy that I hope will be delivered like as soon as it comes out which is June 15th right 15th yeah yeah And I know that this book is, it's the right time. It's really going to help so many people. So I'm so grateful to you for doing it. Thank you, Laura. Yeah, it's been been a pleasure talking with you. Yeah. Yes, I'm so grateful that you took the time to be with me today here. And where can people find everything you're doing? Well, so if you just Google self-compassion, you'll find me, you know, selfcompassion.org. But it doesn't matter how you spell it, you'll find me. And I have um, a new Fierce Self-Compassion page, and I have practices, Fierce Self-Compassion practices, regular tender self-compassion practices, and I've got exercises. And if you're a research nerd, I've got research there. You can, uh, a lot of therapists send their clients to my site because you can actually take the self-compassion scale and get a score 
which can be useful and, and it codes it for you and everything. So that's probably the best place to start selfcompassion.org. You know? Okay, wonderful. And one of the things that's so cool about that scale is it tells you about like self-kindness, self-criticism, yeah. self-judgment. The various subscales, right? It breaks it out for you by subscale. So it's, yeah. it, it's useful. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you might think that you're high in self-compassion, but it turns out you're also high in self-judgment and it's like, Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again, Dr. Neff for being on therapy chat today. I can't wait to share this with our audience. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you to Sunset Lake CBD for sponsoring this week's episode. Use promo code chat for 20% off your entire order at sunsetlakecbd.com. Sunset Lake CBD is a farmer-owned small business that shifts craft CBD products directly from their farm outside of Burlington, Vermont to your door. Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. They offer tinctures, edibles, salves, and coffee designed to help with sleep, stress, and sore muscles. Sunset Lake CBD customers support regenerative agriculture that preserves the health of the land and creates meaningful employment in the community. Farm workers are paid a living wage and employees own the majority of the company. Remember, use promo code CHAT to get 20% off your entire order at sunsetlakecbd.com. And for more information and resources on trauma and healing from trauma, go to www.traumatherapistnetwork.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a community for therapists and a place for anyone to go to learn more about trauma and find resources and connect with help www.traumatherapistnetwork.com. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today.